Okay, how's it going, guys? So I've got um, another podcast here ready to record today. Um, I've got Sean with me, who's another coach. Um, we've been following each other on Instagram for a little while now. We've actually recorded a podcast together before, and this is our second attempt now. That the audio from the first one didn't go; it, it didn't go very well. And by that, I mean it was just pretty much non-existent um, mistake from um, I would say myself. Um, but otherwise, we're we're here again today. Um, ready to you know just speak about a bunch of things that hopefully you guys take some value on uh, value from and otherwise I'll just get straight uh, stuck into it so how's it going Sean maybe you can start off by telling us a bit about yourself your background etc and then we'll take it from there hi Leo yeah yeah thanks for having me on um, yeah so basically my background I uh, was actually in sports journalism um, so I wrote uh, I, I was I've always been a massive fan of sport um, and I've kind of set my life up for covering sport, football, cricket, rugby. Uh, and I went to university, did a sports journalism degree. Um, but I sort of, as time went on, I wasn't really inspired by that career anymore. Um, and one thing that was constant was I love training um, since I was about 18, really. I love just going to the gym, uh, working out and how it made me feel. Um, and I sort of thought that, well, this career as a personal trainer could be a really, really good avenue to go down. Um, so I went and seeked uh, personal training qualifications, fitness instructor, things like that. And I started just when the uh, pandemic hit in the UK, which is around February, March time. Um, and while I was doing my PT qualifications, um, I, I started to sort of... Uh, build up a small uh, client base with sort of training family members uh, i trained my mum she was my first client actually um cool. and uh started training her for a, for a few months then it sort of just built up from there built from there and i learned um a lot of things about especially online about how to build a website um build a business sort of build up clients online and things like that and i started to pick up clients through zoom and facetime uh, so those were sort of the apart from my mother um, those are the sort of uh, people I sort of trained first um, and I've been doing that for pretty much throughout the restrictions um, and then uh, in the past few months when restrictions have been you know lifting I've been able to to train a lot of clients privately which has been really really fun um, and yeah just just um, got my website up there building up clients slowly getting results and things like that and uh, I'm sure as you know it's sort of once that gets going, uh, you can build quite easily from there. So, uh, no, it's been a really, really fun journey and uh, so far. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for to see what's to come, really. Yeah, sounds good. I've seen um, the setup you've got. Is that in your garage? Garage? Yes, yeah. Yeah, you've got a pretty <laughs> yeah. new setup. You, you probably didn't worry at all about gyms being shot. No, it, it was kind of a weird one because um, I... I had a bit of anxiety, I've got to be honest, when gyms were close to being open because um, I didn't work in a gym and I was thinking, well, because I was training a lot of clients through FaceTime, obviously I was like, well, my client's going to leave me because um, they can go back to the gym and they won't need to work out from home anymore. And then I thought, well, I've got a decent, I had a decent setup in my garage um, with some, you know, good dumbbells and a chin-up bar and things like that. And I thought, well, why don't I develop that and try and create a nice little private area? Um, so we got more equipment in. I just invested some money into it, just getting a squat rack, barbell, new flooring, um, 
you know, more equipment, things like that. And then, um, yeah, we managed to get a really good setup in there. Um, and then I worked a lot on, um, obviously still training people through FaceTime and still do that now, but obviously doing more one-to-one -one private stuff and trying to get a reputation in the local area. So, um, that's what I've been doing. Um, I'm potentially looking to get a bit of gym work part-time also, so I can combine the two, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it took a bit of time to get to put that together, but it's really, really fun. And the clients love it there. And it's um, one thing I've learned is you don't need a huge amount of equipment to make progress. You know, you can, you, you just need a decent, a decent setup um, and you can work from there really. So yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's a nice little base uh, and it allows me to obviously continue the business side of it uh, from my office as well. So yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been really fun so far. That's good to hear. Um, so saying all of that, how long, so obviously we know how long you've more or less been coaching for. How long have you more or less been training for overall? So I've been training for it since about, for about six years. Okay. Um, solidly. So um, I, I went away traveling for a year after school to uh, Australia and New Zealand to play some cricket. Mm -hmm. um, and I went, I went away to do a season there and I was really out there that I sort of, I sort of went into the gym a bit more regularly to improve my fitness levels and strength. And I started just, just it just snowballed from there really i just love the way it made me feel made me feel more confident um and stronger and, and fitter and improved my performance actually um so yeah I, and i did that and i just um i i made you know as i'm sure we've all done i've made a few mistakes um you know along the way uh, you know my training wasn't that great i certainly in the first year i trained quite consistently but i didn't pay a lot of attention to the nutrition aspect um yeah. and then i was like even though i put on some size it was like well i'm not i don't look in the shape that i really want to be in yet and that was when i started paying more attention uh, attention to the nutrition side of it and combining the two and realizing the importance and then obviously as you go along and you learn from from other coaches like um for example, a couple of guys I really learned a lot from were Mark Coles and Mike Thurston. I just loved watching their videos on YouTube and things like that and learned about technique. And I sort of built my skill set from there, really. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and just loved, loved training. Um, I sort of cycled between bulking and cutting until I got to a physique that I was happy with. And sort of for the last couple of years, I've just been maintaining it, really. Um, and, yeah, and sort of just... Um, it allowed me to sort of have a good base of knowledge uh, to build on that can help other people really. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, it's, I guess like one of the things that you mentioned was how you didn't really pay much attention to your nutrition when first starting out. And I'd say that's probably the same for like a lot of people. I know when I first started, there was a lot of mistakes I was making myself. Um, oh gosh. Like if, when I think back, there's so much, um, progress i perhaps missed out on but i don't get too upset about it because i always say you know making mistakes is part of the journey um yeah. and you know it's making those mistakes that allows you to to keep progressing and you know you learn in the long term etc um but yeah that was one thing that i think we were gonna go over quite a bit today was just perhaps like things that we maybe misunderstood in the past in regard to our training and nutrition or we perhaps didn't do very well um so maybe you could I don't know, get the ball rolling, maybe a few nutrition myths that you used to believe or a few mistakes you used to make in regard uh, to your training. Yeah, I think, like I said, in the first year, very much what I did was I was actually quite consistent in the gym. You know, I'd turn up 
maybe the, the quality of my sessions weren't great, but I'd still, you know, it would still be decent. And I'd go three to four times um, a week. I used to train at the gym in Southampton where I was at uni. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I didn't, I knew sort of getting more protein in was important, um, but I never really tracked the calories. Um, so I made some quite like, less informed decisions like for example going for fattier meats that were high in calories and I ended up quite actually putting on quite a bit of body fat um, because I didn't really track how many calories I was eating even though I was training quite well um, and then yeah I, I remember just being at the summer and like just taking my top off and I was like I'm actually not that happy with it because I put on some body fat um, and then I, I realized, like I said, just watching YouTube videos and reading lots of articles that actually the nutrition side of it is really, really important and not just the protein, but the calories and tracking your calories. So what I did, particularly towards the back end of uni, as I used to be a lot more um, disciplined, I was a lot more disciplined when I, my nutrition, so I track a lot of food. Um, and that's when I started to learn about, you know, bulking and cutting and things like that and how to lose body fat and I learned that actually the training doesn't change a lot but it's a big change in nutrition um so and and it was really from then that my physique kind of like took off um and I, I got made loads more improvements with it so yeah I think one common mistake people make is um they think you know you turn up you do a session great but you actually have to back that up with proper you know nutrition and um I think it all depends on your goals and what you're looking to achieve. And I, 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 I coach a lot of people who want to lose body fat and just improve their shape. Um, and um, obviously knowing how many calories you need to consume on a day-to-day -day basis to achieve that is going to be really important. And that's what I help them with. Um, but for a lot of people, they don't know how to track calories. You know, they've never done it in their life. So I think from a coaching perspective, what I try and get across is, okay, one of the first stages we can look at is, trying to clean up your diet like adding in better foods higher protein options things like that um and having like rough portion sizes so you know what to look at um and then obviously we can look into the calorie tracking so we can be a little bit more accurate um and go from there so it, i think it's important to sort of not overwhelm people saying you have to track every single you know, thing that goes into your mouth, you can sort of build into it and people develop really good habits. Mm. Um, obviously, like with apps like MyFitnessPal, it's a lot easier now. So some people I work with, they track their calories straight away and they love it and they get on fine with it. But obviously, peeps, some other people I work with find that quite hard. So it's about sort of gradually introducing them into that and making better food choices. And um, even just getting, I, I get a lot of my co uh, clients, sorry, to, um, to just send me photos of their meals, like what they're cooking up and I can uh, send them feedback and things like that. Um, and yeah, just, just uh, making better food choices is massive. And I think if you, if you're tra training well, then more often than not, you'll, you'll want to back that up with a good diet and good nutrition because you want to reward yourself for your hard work. You know, uh, often when the training falls down then the nutrition follows. Um, so it's that combination really. Um, and yeah, just, um, it's just about educating people on making good food choices tracking what they eat and then going from there really and i think a common myth is um people think that tracking calories is obsessive um and way over the top and it takes over your life um and what i'd say to that is it isn't you know it, it takes five minutes every day just to make sure that you're on track 
And once you once you eat more of the same foods, you know how many calories is in those foods, right? Um, and then um, and then you, you kind of get it to a point where you don't need to track as as much because you you can just know how many calories is in. So I think definitely one of the biggest things is paying more attention to your nutrition um, and combining that with good training and obviously getting steps in and things like that, uh, like cardio, it's going to make wonders, I think, if you want to improve your body shape. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a few, quite a bit you named there, um, or you went over there. I, I definitely agree, obviously, the nutrition part. Um, and it's like you said, sometimes you don't want to overwhelm people from the start. Sometimes if someone is, you know, making changes for the first time, there's nothing even wrong, like even just taking it one thing at a time. Like if they if they want to start with their training now, maybe just focus on their training now and then maybe their nutrition later. I always say, you know, something is better than nothing. So, yeah, let's start focusing on our training. Um, if they feel like they're happy with taking everything on at once, then obviously great as well. Um, but yeah it's about finding what the what works for the individual whether you know if it's just having like portion guidelines or calorie goals or and you know can some goals on top of that um and yeah pretty much take it from there but i definitely say the same for myself when i first started um i was kind of more of just a, a guy where i was like it was like more like just eat more healthily or healthier mm. um there wasn't really a I don't really know what I was doing. For example, I'd buy the coconut oil. I'd buy, uh, uh, you know, things like that. And, um, and then mm. be confused as to why changes weren't happening. But yeah. then you know, as time went on, I, I started getting the, the concept more. Um, but then I, I, it would start going into other mistakes where there were things like, um, I remember where I, I, during my university days, I'd eat back all the calories I burnt according to my fitness tracker. And I actually put on a lot of weight. And that was me aiming to be around maintenance. So that's just a, another, you know, message to everyone out there listening. Maybe like, don't listen to your fitness track. Don't eat your calories. Yeah. Tells you you'll you burn. That's um. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point actually, because I think people kind of like they ask they ask me sometimes. Oh, do you know how many calories I burnt in that training session? Or do you know how many calories I'm going to be burning on a day day basis? And I said it doesn't work like that because yeah. fitness trackers are very unreliable. You've got to focus on, I'll, I'll take you through the session. I'll make sure it's the right, the right intensity and structure for you. You get the steps in and you stick to the, these calories. Or if you're struggling to do that initially, um, make better food choices with portion sizes and what you're eating and you will lose body fat. It's not like, you know, you can't, it's very, very difficult to judge how many calories have I burnt to the exact number. You know, of course you can have a rough ballpark, like I'd say a good resistance training session probably does burn like five to 700 calories or something like that. Uh, and a good hour's walk will probably run around three, three to 400 calories or whatever. But obviously each person's body is different and each person burns calories easier. Um, and I think the great thing about resistance training is, if you put on muscle, then your basal metabolic rate, which is obviously the number of calories you burn without doing anything, increases because your body requires more energy, i.e. calories, to maintain that muscle that you put on. So actually, you're going to be burning more calories throughout the day without without doing much at, at the start. Yeah. So it depends. It, so the, number, uh, the, the calories someone burns who has lots of muscle is completely different to that someone who is skinny, for example. So it's 
hard to sort of say, oh, how many calories are you burning in that session? You just got to prioritize certain things, um, do them well, and you will make progress. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's another, that's a great point you make. You know, a lot of people get a bit obsessive about, you know, they have an Apple watch and they wonder how many calories they're burning or, uh, with every session. And, mm. you know, that shouldn't be the priority. The priority should be sticking to this number of calories, getting stronger, toning up, um, building some muscle, um, and and obviously getting some light cardio in and matching it with good sleep, low stress levels, good digestion, and plenty of water, obviously. And then, you know, you'll make progress. And I think once people realize that, then they can relax a lot more. Um, and when they see progress, they uh, they certainly, you know, they, they know that it's working mm. and they, they can keep going from there, really. Yeah, I always say, because I, I do get that question as well sometimes where they're like, or how many how many calories do you think I burn in that session? And I'm just like, it, it doesn't really matter to be honest, because at the end of the day, you know, the most important thing isn't how many calories you're burning in a session. I wouldn't even say it's like, it's, it's not even something we want to be one stressing about at all. We don't want to put thought towards that. At the end of the day, the most important thing in our session is, you know, are we progressing our lifts? Are we, are we progressively overloading? Are we getting stronger? You know, was it, how, you know, are we, are we understanding how to perform these movements better? And those are where the priority should be. And I always say as well, is that, you know, for as long as you're, you're, tr you're, you're tracking, um, you're training calorie, uh, your cut, your, and your calories and your protein consistently, then you don't need to worry about how many calories you're burning in a session. Mm. Because, you know, that's where, because progress is going to come on the back of the rest of the things. But, um, yeah, that was, that's definitely a big mistake I used to make. Um, another big mistake, you know, now I just mentioned progressive overload was I just didn't understand that concept when I first started out as well um, for a long time. It was actually probably the biggest, I would say like out of all the mistakes I could have made, I think this is the one that held me back the most where I just didn't understand the concept of progressive overload. And I yeah. went to the gym for like a year and a half and just done pretty much the same weights every single time. And I can't, like looking back I'm just a face palm it's like because mm. I had not I just yeah crazy right yeah a hundred percent that that's I think I think the sort of the stages of training are, are really important so that's why when I work with a client the assessment i.e the first session or two is so important because you need to look at a person's experience strength levels and then you can judge where you go from there so for example I, I work with some people who are really unstable, not strong at all, no experience. And the priority should be getting you stronger, getting you stable, improving your technique but then, and building from there. But then again, I also work with people who actually got a bit of training experience behind them and they want to take it to the next level. Um, and you go, okay, you're, you're looking pretty good there. We can progress this a bit quicker. Um, but yeah, you're right. Progressive overload is, is really, really important. You, um, not just from obviously a physical perspective, but also a psychological perspective. You know, if you're training, you need to see the journey ahead. You need to see how you can improve each week. Mm -hmm. You can't just turn up to a training session for more of the same and like, as we call it, winging it pretty much. You know, mm -hmm. you've got to, I, I, you know, and that's from a coaching perspective, keeping your client motivated. One of the biggest things is making sure that they see that the, the journey ahead, the progression each week. And I always say, we're going to keep looking to progress this. And when it comes to lifting more weight, you know, you first of all, you have to prioritize the execution of the exercise first before anything else. Because if you're not executing it well, two things can happen. 
one, you don't make, you, you're not targeting the muscle properly. And two, especially when it comes to the heavier compound lifts, you're at more of a risk of injuring yourself. Um, so what we want to look at is nailing that area first and then looking to get stronger. Now, often if you work in a gym, I would recommend, and you're not very experienced when it comes to training, going on machines is fantastic yeah. because you might not be stable, um, but you can have something that's secure and you can build up strength there before you go into um, free weights. Yeah, it's a However, problem, yeah. yeah. However, you can still go on free weights and be very careful with how you do it. So, for example, if, if that's if you don't have, uh, you know, machine equipment. Um, so, for example, what I do with people um, is I get them to just practice with their own body weight, have something to hold on to. If Let's say if it's a squat, for example, I get them to hold on to and they're very unstable. I'll get them to hold on to something and they can just focus on gradually getting more flexible gradually improving their technique and getting warmed into it and then when you start adding resistance they're a lot more comfortable what you don't want to do is go all guns blazing at the start and this is a, a particular problem with guys i think i'm um, trying to lift way too heavy without nailing the technique and being more strong and stable mm. and you know for example bench press is a perfect example so you see guys trying to lift way too heavy on the bench press yeah. they're not contracting their chest they're letting their shoulders take over and half they get reps. shoulder injuries yeah half reps exactly so it's very important that you've got to be patient you've got to build it up and then you go from there um otherwise it's kind of a recipe for disaster but yeah you're right in order to build more muscle we do want to gradually increase the weight we're lifting but it has to be a gradual increase you know you don't want to jump from uh you know a, a 20 kg bench press to a 40 kg bench press for example yeah. it has to be try and look for sort of if you are getting to a stage where you're progressing nicely try and go for like you know 2.5 kg per session or in some cases 5 kg per session per session if you're doing really well um so yeah building up from there keep looking to progress your lifts you know i did a um a post uh, an article a week or two ago about five signs that your training is improving and one of the things is you should be looking to get stronger each session and if you can you'll do that by having good nutrition showing up consistently being in a good stable position um technique wise and obviously stability and flexibility and then you can go from there so yeah that's a massive thing to look out for when you're when you're training on a regular basis yeah i think people get um, too obsessed with sometimes it's quite easy to get too obsessed with the weight they're moving. And as you said, I do mostly see it with guys, but I, I sometimes see it with girls, not uh, with, with females, but not as often as it is definitely more males um, where it's like, they just kind of shrug off form and just really get fixated on the amount of weight they're moving regardless of how their form is looking and then you know maybe if i get a form analysis video sent over or um and you know it's, it might not even necessarily be someone i'm working with because sometimes people send me form analysis videos on instagram just be like oh what do you think and i'm like and you know i'll give them honest feedback obviously i'll tell them what they're doing quite well what they could improve on and um and i know sometimes some people don't like hearing that because they don't want to decrease the weight you know when it's taken them all this time you know um quotation marks to, to build that up but i'm just like you know at the end of the day you've got a if you can lift if you're going to lift less weight but with much better form you're going to get more out of that movement anyway so and 
and less injury risk too. So that's a win-win in my books, um, rather than, you know, just using momentum to get half the weight, um, to, to get the weight up and, and it's not looking very good. And then, you know, down the line, you, you come back to me in six months and you say, oh, Leo, I can't even train for, for a year now because I've hurt my back. Or, mm. yeah, so it's just like... And, yeah, you're right. And it also improves their relationship with training, right? So if you start small and build up there, they'll see that progression and they'll want to keep coming back, you know? If you say to someone, you're going to have to take this weight down, it's not, you know, it kind of dents their confidence a little bit. And it's, it's the same with nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, go it's, it's the same with nutrition, isn't it? Like, you, you want to go, if you start someone's calories way too high and you say, actually, we made a mistake there, let's drop it. That's not going to have a, get them to have a great relationship with food. But if you start them quite low and then build up as they go along, they get to eat more food. They love the process, you know. So definitely from a psychological perspective also, I think you, you, you're absolutely right. They, they love the process more if they're able to see that progression as, as you go along. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are definitely a few things. I'm trying to, I definitely made a, a, a lot more mistakes. I'm trying to see if I can think of anything from the top of my head. There was definitely, but it's, it's the most, I'd say the biggest ones were definitely a lot of what we mentioned, you know, because I, I know for a fact that if I tried to look hard enough for like some videos from when I first started out, um there's going to be definitely a few where my my form is just really poor um i remember one big mistake i made and i don't know how much you you know i used to take any you know i used to take the advice of anyone who looked like they train as like the gold standard if you know what i mean so if they if they looked good i'd be like yeah 100 this guy's right and i'm listening to him and you know down the line i look back and i received some pretty crap advice and from guys who were probably just like I don't know, just had some good genetics um, or they just didn't have a clue how to train other people, you know, because training yourself compared to training other people is two very different things as well. And yeah, so, and I actually injured myself on the back of that one time and um, didn't train for a long time. So that was a big mistake of mine too, actually. Yeah, for sure. I think you just got to, um, the thing is like, I, I, yeah, I learned a lot, like I said, from, guys like Mike Thurston and Mark Coles who are like obsessive about technique and form. And I sort of, they're, they're definitely good people to learn from, but you're right. If you, you see a lot of fitness influencers out there, probably just handing out training plans, expecting to make results, Well, it doesn't, you know, really work like that. And that's why I think the value of a coach is, is really important because the coach takes all the hassle of designing your own plans out of the way, makes sure the process is very gradual, keeps it safe and effective and it allows you to focus on putting your effort into doing the training session well, to matching it with nutrition, and then obviously, you know, keep doing what you're doing at work or and spending time with your family, as opposed to having to research all this stuff on your own. So, so yeah, and it makes the process a lot, a lot safer, exactly, because what you don't want to do, like you just mentioned there, is get injured and then you, you, you know, you're out for weeks. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's just about. Um, taking it nice and slow and, uh, and building up from there and not trying to lift too much weight um, because, yeah, you won't see the progress you want. Uh, and also, you yeah, you, you really run the risk of an uh, injury. So my advice if they're starting training, focus on technique, focus on flexibility, focus on, you know, maybe starting with machines to build up some strength and slowly go up from there 
Um, and you'll see a lot more progress uh, than if you try and go all guns blazing and try and lift too heavy um, because that's a recipe for disaster, I think. Yeah, actually, one thing on the back of this subject is that um, how we mentioned that guys usually probably lift too much weight. On the other hand, it's, it's common for maybe a lot of the females I've seen to lift too little. They almost underestimate themselves because more often than not, you know, a lot of the, the ladies I've worked with, I'll just be like, you know, you can lift heavier than that, right? Like, that's way too light for you. And they're like, can I? Like, really? And they'll look at me like I'm mental. Like, but then, you know, they'll go and do it. And I'm just like, see? And, uh, and, and yeah. that's a recurring theme I've often come across too. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. People will be surprised at the progress they can make. I think also just there's another thing like you just be patient. You know, it's it's going to take time. You're not going to achieve your dream body in a few weeks. You know, oh, it's just yeah, about consistency, enjoying the process. Yeah, ticking boxes, knowing how, knowing what signs of progress as well. It's not about it's not about the scale. It's about how you look. If you want to change your body shape, it's about how you look. You know, I put a post out the other day saying you can change your body shape actually a lot um, without having a huge change on, on the scales. So definitely know the signs to look for in terms of progression. Get someone to help you if possible um, and just keep chipping away each week. Keep being consistent. Keep enjoying the process. Um, enjoy your diet. Include foods you enjoy and, and go from there, you know, and be patient. It's going to take time um, i think a lot of people you know especially in the modern society want to look for the quick fix approach all the time when unfortunately that doesn't really you know that doesn't really work and it's not it's not the truth and i think that's one of the great things about getting a, a, a body you like it, it's it, no sort of amount of money can buy it it's, it takes hard work consistency and dedication um and it, that's that's really what what you want. And if you, if you can get that routine, I often say to my clients, it's all about routine. You know, knowing what time you want to go for a walk, knowing what time you like to train, and knowing what foods to include. And if you can just make that a part of your life and make those lifestyle changes, then and you start to see progress, you won't ever want to go back to where you, you were. You will want to keep going. So um, yeah just enjoy the journey enjoy getting stronger enjoy improving your body shape be patient and you'll get there be consistent and uh and, and that's yeah one of the one of the things you have to say to people early on you know it's not going to take overnight it's going to take months potentially even years of consistency to get to where you want to be uh, but just enjoy the process you know enjoy enjoy it and uh you'll get to where you want to be yeah that's definitely important i think um yeah, you, you mentioned something there where people get frustrated when they, you know, they've started, they've just started and they're getting frustrated at their, you know, like, quote unquote, lack of progress. And I'm just like, God, it's been, it's been like six weeks, like, chill out, like, come on, like, you're, you're fine. Like, it's, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just been six weeks. And, you know, for as long as you keep doing what you're currently doing, trust me, you're gonna, you're gonna see physique changes 100%. And, you know, yeah. oft, more often than not as well. This will come from someone that has seen physique changes, but wants more. And I'm just like, yeah. you know, that's where perhaps their their expectations are just a little bit unrealistic. And um, that's where you've got to really, you know, tell them how things actually work. Because obviously there's a, a lot on social media where, you know, it's, it's usually on social media, you'll see a lot of probably the most like genetically gifted people. And yeah. that's, that's, that's what gets 
to be the most popular on social media and then yeah. other people will look at them like that one percent and just be like oh why aren't i like that and and then you know it's that comparison bug isn't it it's that comparison bug people look at all these influences in an unbelievable shape and they feel bad about themselves that they're not making the progress well you don't know they probably trained for years to get that to like that you know um and you know for example i'm with a working with a client at the moment who um uh, an irish lady who's you know making phenomenal progress physically but her actual scale weight hasn't changed much Absolutely. Um, but you can see every photo each friday i get her to send in her waist is slimming down massively she's dropping lots of body fat she's progressing um her training a lot she's getting stronger and i say to her she's like she said oh i didn't no change on the scale this week and i was like well let's send in your photos and see how we do and i always get her to I always send a before and after photo to her, like where she started from to where she is now. She's like, oh my God, that is so much change. And I can feel it. And people are commenting on her. So, you know, that's a really important thing to, to, to make people at ease that you can make a lot of progress without changing a lot on the scale. Um, mm. Due to things like putting on muscle and, you know, water retention and all that stuff. Um, and if you can sort of have that in your mind and, and take that sort of, you know, fear away, um, then yeah and just focus on how you look that is going to be a game changer and you realize you know i, I don't think i've i've weighed myself in two years in honestly because i i look at myself i don't really care about my scale weight i, I care about how i look and how i feel and you know i'm not saying you know don't look at your scale weight because i still get clients to do that but at the same time how you look is what people are going to notice how you look is what you care about the most how you feel is what you care about the most. And if you can um, focus on that more than a number on the scale, then that's also going to change your perception of improvement um, and, and, and make incredible progress really and keep going. Yeah, this, that's yeah, some good points there. Was there anything else you wanted to go over before I probably start to, to wind it down? No, I think I think it's just um, yeah, like like we've said earlier, just um, starts. You know, if you are new to training, start slow, build it up, focus on the areas you need to improve on, and keep tracking your progress, especially visually. Um, and if you need any help, just like I said, a coach will help you just by DM on. It doesn't have to be hiring them. You can just send them a message and and ask for their advice on something. And that's what we always try and do on Instagram to help people out. So um, yeah, yeah, be patient keep showing up, keep being consistent and you'll get the results you want. And, uh, and yeah, no, it's been really fun talking about that. And thanks for having me on Uh great work. I love the, the work you're doing on social media and with the podcast as well. It's, it's really good. So uh, keep up the great work and uh, I look forward to helping anyone out who uh, is looking to sort of get in shape or, uh, or just improve their health really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same to you. It's been, you know, it's been a fun chat. Is that, where can people find you by the way? So uh, my Instagram is at Sean Wilson PT, uh, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. Uh, my website, Sean Wilson Fitness, is in the link to my Instagram bio. Um, and also my Facebook page is Sean Wilson Fitness as well. So, um, yeah, just uh, it, it, that, those are my main pages. Uh, have a look. If you need any help, drop, drop me a message or, or, or yourself, Leo, drop Leo a message and there. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. We're always looking to help as many people as possible. So, uh, so yeah, that's where uh, the main, the, the main content's at now.
Mm, yeah, if anyone's listening to this on Sean's behalf, you can definitely check out my page as well at Leo Alves PT. So Alves is spelled A-L-V-E-S PT, Leo Alves PT. And then my website is in my bio as well. Definitely don't hesitate to send over a message. I love talking to, to new people in there all the time and helping out anyone, you know, who might send over a message. But otherwise, um, it was great talking to you, Sean. I'll see you around. Thanks, Leo.